began to abate. We saw a lot of outreach, specifically with regard to European companies, uh, and that was even before the investment agreement was finalized. And they've also featured uh, different American companies as well uh, that, that have either made announcements about large investments in China or uh, leaders of U.S. companies who have met with Chinese leadership. Uh, so it wouldn't be uh, a surprise if they tried to target uh, foreign investment as something that comes out of the, the two sessions. Uh, although the other side of that I think we should look for is what, what kind of criticisms of the U.S. come out of the two sessions. Again, not, not necessarily from the, the leadership, uh, but, for, but from the delegates who are attending. And if that gets a lot of attention in the Chinese media, that, that kind of the average delegate to the two sessions also uh, feels that the United States acts inappropriately. Ross, thank you very much. Have a great day. That's Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Shaping up to be a bad day for Asian stocks in Australia. The SX200 is off 0.6%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is down 1.4%. Uh, the Cosby in South Korea is off 1.25%. And looks like Hong Kong stocks are going to give back a large chunk of yesterday's gains. Futures markets indicate a decline of over 500 points for the Hang Seng at the open this morning. In the commodities markets, uh, Brent crude oil slipping at $64.02 a barrel. Uh, gold is at $1,713 an ounce. That's it from me. Do please stay tuned to uh, Radio 3. Backcheck coming up next with Hugh Chiverton and Nixie Lamb. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy, a few rain patches, maximum temperature of about 21 degrees. And the outlook is for a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Humid with fog on Saturday and dry during the day, but slightly cooler in the morning and at night on Sunday. It's 18 degrees right now, 85% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Samantha Butler with the Half Hour News has called on the Department of Justice to better manage cases that have a large number of defendants. Anita Yip called the lengthy bail hearing for 47 pro-democracy figures charged with subversion disastrous and disgraceful. Day four of the hearing resumes at 10 o'clock this morning. The defendants took part in LegCo primaries last year and are accused of plotting to overthrow the government once in LegCo by voting down budgets. Ms Yip said the lengthy hearing reflected very bad case management could have been heard in batches. In that way, it could have avoided the disastrous situation. I read from the press reports that some of the defendants were unable to give their instructions to the defense lawyer before they were brought up in court. They were not even given the opportunity to um, have food. They couldn't shower. And on the very first day, the hearing lasted between 11 in the morning and I think about 2.45 in the morning. So with a good 14 15 hours. It's very, very unsatisfactory. The European Union says it'll take legal action against Britain for breaching the terms of the Brexit deal in regards to Northern Ireland. London has said it'll unilaterally extend by six months a grace period in which goods shipped from the British mainland to the region are not checked. Here's the BBC's Kevin Connolly. The senior EU official Maro Shevchevich condemned the UK decision in sharp language speaking of a breach of international law and a breach of Britain's good faith obligations. He also pointed out that the last time the Joint Implementation Committee met last week, the UK had reiterated its commitment to the proper implementation of the deal on Northern Ireland. There are no quick legal remedies available to the EU, but the political atmosphere around the post-Brexit relationship between Brussels and London will certainly be soured.
Police at the U.S. Capitol building in Washington say they have intelligence showing a possible plot by a militia group to breach the complex today. Trump supporters launched a deadly assault on the Capitol in January to try to stop Congress certifying President Biden's victory. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. The intelligence involves a possible plot by a far-right group to storm the Capitol. The FBI has indicated that it could involve the Three Percenters, an organisation deemed extremist by prosecutors. The date of March the 4th is significant, as conspiracy theorists believe it marks the true inauguration day and will see the return of Donald Trump. Police say they're taking the threat seriously and the Capitol remains surrounded by miles of razor-topped fencing and 5,000 National Guard troops remain on patrol. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today. Nixie Lamb. Nixie, good morning to you. Good morning. Today we're talking about the future of electric vehicles. The Financial Secretary has pledged to further promote the replacement of conventional private cars by electric vehicles, EVs. The Environment Bureau will announce later this month Hong Kong's first roadmap on the popularisation of electric vehicles with key measures including the ceasing of the new registration of fuel-propelled private vehicles in 2035. No petrol cars after 2035. Is that a reasonable target? What are the pros and cons of that? Do we have enough facilities to charge EVs? What should we do with the batteries? What else do we need to make the switch? And what about commercial vehicles, taxis, minibuses? How about promoting rental schemes? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat and RTHK Radio 3, or you can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. We'd love to hear from you, 233-88266. Your thoughts on uh, electric vehicles uh, in Hong Kong. Just before we get to that topic, let's... um, just share a quick email this is from doug uh with a cautionary tale doug says uh dear back chat i spent a frustrating couple of hours uh this morning so that was yesterday trying to book a biontech vaccination i rigorously followed the instructions to input my data but found the system would not allow me to confirm my booking and referred me back to my name and mysteriously advised please match the format requested which is to input your name as shown in the id card hong kong id card but this is precisely what i'd done after many fruitless attempts, including changing my browser, I called the designated hotline to be advised that they'd refer the issue to the department, but it could take 10 days to respond. Ridiculous, as by then the vaccination slots may well be exhausted. Do you know what he was doing wrong, Nixie? Well, it's basically, I think if you log into the busiest time, which is like 9 o'clock sharp, uh, that will happen. So it's really difficult for elderly to actually book online. So we were helping a lot of the elderly to book their bookings. So I got a phone call about two days ago trying to book. I mean, I mean on Monday, and uh, they've been trying from nine to eleven until they couldn't handle it anymore, and they called me up and just send me information. Can you just do that registration for me, and I can do that within eight minutes. So it's really about the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, he, he's elderly, actually. He does, he does say that uh, some of my friends are of a similar age to myself, so over 75. Yeah. They had a problem. But there was a specific problem, and I don't know if you... Not, know if you not had this. really sure about that. Well, I'll bit. tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could, because he, he says, I then had a touch of inspiration, and I omitted the comma after my surname. Albeit it is shown on the Hong Kong ID card. And voila, the booking went through. Given my experience, I suggest you advise listeners to omit the comma when booking. 
I've also gone back to the hotline and drawn this matter to its uh, to its attention with a request that the department clarify its requirements on the booking form. I guess if you're putting in the Chinese name, you don't. There's yeah, no comma, there's so no it's comma, easier. Yeah. yeah, more straightforward. Anyway, there you go. Don't use the comma. <laughs> uh, thanks, Doug, Interesting. for that tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, joining us for our... Uh, we'll be talking to various people. We're going to start off uh, this morning talking about electric vehicles with Mark Webb-Johnson, chairman of Charged Hong Kong, and uh, Keith Martin, who's chairman of the Classic Car Club from uh, 2017 to 2020. And uh, Alex Hung will be uh, joining us uh, after the news at uh, nine. Uh, Mark Webb-Johnson, good morning to you. Thanks for for joining us once again. Good, good to talk to you. So we're going to get, as I say, a, a sort of uh, the, the the full story from the uh, Environment Bureau. Uh, we hope fairly soon about about uh, what the government is going to do. But we have had this this uh, quite dramatic commitment, basically, that they will stop issuing licences for petrol cars from 2035. Um, how do you feel about that? Is that is that uh, feasible? Is that a realistic target? What do you think? Yeah. Well, firstly, I mean, it, it's great to have a target date. I mean, Charged Hong Kong and others have been asking for this for several years now. And it really it gives us a line in the sand that we can work to, you know, something like Kennedy's, by the end of this decade, we'll go to the moon. So, you know, from our point of view, we think it's very achievable. I mean, if you look at the dates announced by other countries around the world, 2035 is kind of like middle of what they're saying. Some are saying 2030, 2035, 2040. So it seems very achievable to us. Okay. Uh, what's happening in other places? Do other places have a kind of uh, similar kind of cut-off? Yes. So pretty much all the developed countries around the world have announced a similar date. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's really a, a strange thing because, I mean, if, if you're a government who's in power for four years, announcing a date 10, 15 years in the future <laughs> really doesn't have any binding um, attributes. Mm. But at least it gives a target that people can work to and it gives warning it gives a warning to the petrol car companies and the diesel car companies that you know this is what we're working towards but uh, i think at the moment there isn't that many uh, electronic cars available i mean I'm, i myself i drive a, a smart um um electronic car and uh, it seems a bit difficult to like charge my car in some of the areas in Hong Kong I mean in New Territory I think around Monshan or Shatin area there, there isn't that many charging ports that is available and uh, do you think that that could be possibly like improved I think it's quite difficult isn't it like for those like older malls and stuff okay I mean there's two real issues regarding this I mean, you know, things we have to achieve before 2035 mm. to achieve this target. Mm-hmm. I mean, firstly, this is not there gonna be, not going to be any petrol cars on the road in 2035. This is going to be we'll stop putting new petrol cars on the road at that date. Mm. So we have until that date to to start the migration or to proceed with the migration. Huh. So the, the, the two biggest issues are charging and availability of the choices of vehicles, right? Mm. So on the availability side, that really seems okay now. I mean, even today we have choices from, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars up to millions of dollars, sports cars, seven-seaters, two-seaters, you know, there's a whole variety as well as some electric motorcycles. Uh, Sorry, are are there those electric cars in in Hong Kong on our streets? Because I know Tesla, you see a lot of Teslas, you see smart cars. 
I don't know of any others. I don't recognise. Yeah, like like the leaves and and also oh, leaves, some yeah. Korean cars as well. Yes, it's available. There's, there's Hyundai. There's, there's only one. Porsche now is producing one. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 even nowadays, there's quite a few. And in the next 15 years, obviously, I think there's going to be more and more and more. Yeah. But the the issue pointed out was charging. You know, that's the primarily the biggest issue. Is is how can we transition from using petrol stations to charging in our parking spaces? Mm. So the government has started that quite well. I mean, a few years ago, they basically mandated that new buildings must have all the spaces EV charging enabled. Yeah, I okay, see so, some of them. And so by 2035, that's gonna, that policy will have been in place for about 20 years. So basically, at 2035, any, any building built in the past 20 years should, should be enabled for EV charging. For the existing buildings, that's a bigger problem, mm. you know, the older buildings. So what the government has done recently, about a year or so ago, and they've just started to approve the applications, is they've got a $2 billion fund to which buildings can tap into to retrofit charging into their existing car parks. So that's not going to cover 100% of the spaces, but between the two of them, we should have a large proportion of spaces in Hong Kong covered is is there like a like a proportion where um, all the old buildings is there like you can apply for half of the space to become like EV space or anything like that? The the scheme the government has done is that a hundred percent of the spaces have to be converted. A hundred percent. Yeah, of of a particular building car park. Right. So if if you want to apply for the scheme, you have to apply to get all your spaces converted. I mean, I think the reason for that is that they they just want to migrate everybody to the system and they don't want arguments that you know space a has got it and space b doesn't mm. yeah. because at the moment you, you you might get a few of those uh charging points you see in car parks yeah, you might just have one yeah sometimes but you can't it's hard to imagine every car in the car park and, uh, and, and it's a problem like like for me i drive the so smart like it, it doesn't go that far you have to charge your car every day then if you're running out of electronics and then you, you go into a, 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 a car park and then there's only one space, then when you, when you go in and then you figure out, oh, that's like, it's full, then <laughs> what can you get to do? You have to go out and you have to pay for the fee and things like that. It's complicated. It, it, is, it is a problem today. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, of our membership, about 50% are relying on public charging. Yeah. And and that's the situation where you've got a couple of charge the public charging spaces in, in a big car park and you know it's 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 problematic. But it's um, but it's is it free? Do you pay for the electricity when you some plug in? Most of them are free, but Most of them are free. So you, pay, it's like yeah. filling up your car for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, all the government like, ones are free <laughs> and the, yeah, most of the CRP Hong Kong Electric are free still. Yeah. Um but I, I, I'm actually, I mean, that's obviously a great incentive for electric vehicles, but longer term, it's kind of a disincentive. So, you know, why would somebody, you know, why would a commercial company work with a car park to put in EV charging if the competition is free? Mm. Okay. Our number is 233 I think we've got Mike on the line now. Mike, good morning. Well, I just came on the line to read my email that I sent to you, Hugh. Uh And, you know, it starts out, Green New Deal. Please pay attention. Ask yourself, why go green? I mean, why go electric? It's cool. That's right. It's quiet. That's good. It puts the pollution somewhere else. Yes. Government is getting our minds off the real issues by showing us a shiny new object. 
bingo. The idea makes the masses think government is doing something good. You're starting to see the picture. If that is why you're going electric, well, kudos to you. If you're going electric for the environment or to decrease your carbon footprint, we need to talk. And hopefully, if you're thinking and clear and open, going electric will not help you reach that goal. Full stop. <laughs> uh, Mark Webb Johnson, do you, do you want to respond to that? I mean, it's some good points. I mean, obviously, switching from petrol to electric does not zero your emissions. Um, but it, it does do a few things. Firstly, electric vehicles are far more efficient um, in consuming their fuel than petrol vehicles. I mean, yeah, petrol so vehicles, you're talking you know the, maybe 20%, and electric vehicles, 60 70% efficiency. Secondly, it, it's mo- as, the, as the caller mentioned, it's moving the pollution, as well as reducing it, it's moving it from the roadside where people are breathing to distant places where the power is generated. Um, and uh, it's vastly simpler to reduce the emissions in a, in a few power stations than it is to reduce the emissions on a million cars on the road. Uh, but wait, wait, those cars have to be uh, powered by a battery. How much pollution, overall pollution on the planet, do you think lithium mines are or the, dis- or the uh, uh, disposal of those batteries when you're through with them? And I'll just make one more point, and I'll get off and let you guys talk. But the power grid wouldn't, if 10% of the electric of cars went electric today, the power grid couldn't handle it, and you will have to redo your entire city's power grid in order to, in order to charge 10% of the vehicles that are here now. Well, where, what's the source of that information, Mike? Uh, the, the experts that I that I uh, that I deal with every day, and they they, they explain to me why uh, 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 and how much electricity it really takes to charge um, lithium batteries in a car, and how if you had the if you had ten percent of the automotive fleet. He said your system wouldn't even handle it. So do the research on that, and I think it'll be very clear. Where, where should we do the research, Mike? Where should we, well, should we talk you, to your friends? You can, you can start out. You can start out by talking to some uh, ta- talking to some uh, uh, electronic electronic uh, engineers. Is, is there a website or anything where you get this information? I can get you. I can get that information to you. Yeah, send me some links. That'll be good. We could. We could. All right, because yeah. it's just. It's a subject I've been studying for 10 years. The most efficient vehicle would actually be a diesel charge, have a, have a, have a vehicle with a small diesel charged uh, uh, diesel engine that drove a generator. And if you wanted to have the most efficient vehicle, that would give you the most efficient vehicle. Uh, okay, Mike, thanks very much indeed for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, 233-88266 is the number. Also joining us is Keith Martin, chairman of the Classic Car Club, as I say, from 2017 to, to 2020. Mr. Martin, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for, for, for joining us and for, for sticking around. Are you a fan of uh, EVs or do you like the old, mm-hmm. the, are you a petrol head? You know, uh, yes, 
I am a petrol head. I don't own a, 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 a EV. I, I have two points, really, that I live in a, an older building in mid-levels, <clears throat> and the, the managers spend a lot of money putting a big ring around the car park to supply charging for the three or four electric vehicles we have, and then found they couldn't put the wiring in because of the the uh, the, uh, the current type or size was not suitable. So, and that's a, my building is 50 years old. So I think that's one problem is you know you can put all the facilities there, but then you have to get the power in. Mm. So in, in in my case, we have a, what looks like a charging wire. Um, and no one can charge their electric cars. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that if you go on the government website about pollution in Hong Kong, two things really hit you straight away, which really staggered me. And I, I'm not a you know I'm not a Greenpeace or I'm not anti electric cars, but they say quite clearly that 18% of of the um, pollution in Hong Kong is caused by public tra by transport. It doesn't specify exactly which transport, 18%. And 65.6% is caused by power generation emissions. Mm. So, I mean, that's amazing. So you 65, and that's a government website there from 2018. So we, the trouble is that we have such a dirty way of making power in Hong Kong compared to, say, Norway or France, which is nuclear, Norway's hydroelectric. You know, we're making electricity to charge cars, but 65.6% of that is causing the biggest emissions in Hong Kong. So I'm just slightly puzzled why electric vehicles are suddenly going to clean the air when we need more power to charge them and therefore we'll have more emissions caused by power generation. Hmm. And that's on the government website. I think one part of the uh, pollution is actually done by some of the vessels coming in and out on cargoes. So well, I don't not think so. It says power generation. I don't no, no, no. I mean, I mean, for the car sector uh, or, or, or vehicles sector. I don't know. Well, transport. From the transport. Oh, sorry, yes, sorry, yes, you might be right. Sorry, yes, yes, correct, yes. correct, correct. I think that caused a big problem. So uh, again, according to the website for for, for carbon-free website, it says that, uh, you know, a little, um, a, a, a hybrid car, you know, a hybrid uh, car is as good as, as an electric car. You know, if you take away the amount of pollution generated by electricity and then, you know, the pollution generated by a car, a small Toyota Prius Echo produce, you know, doesn't make any difference to the pollution so these smaller hybrid cars which your earlier call mentioned it's probably as good as a pure electric car because it's you know it doesn't require so much power to 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 charge it up that mm. i mean that's just what i was just looking mm. at the internet but i think that the problem is that a lot of people like to live in the past but think you know but think forward so classic car owners half of them a lot will have electric cars but you know they 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 want something like an instead of a painting on a wall or something they want a classic car mm. and 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 the amount of times that these classic cars are used 
When I'm driving mine, I always try to think, well, I'm only using it once a week, so I'm not generating that much pollution. Of course, that's probably slightly false. But um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that, uh, you know, as, as Mark Webb Johnson said, it's not a panacea. You know, electric cars are not a panacea for, for, for stopping the, the pollution by transportation. It's not going to fix it immediately. Right. It, like, is, is there anyone that's trying to convert their classic cars to like electronic cars? Because it's, hu- it's a huge there. business. Yeah, yeah. All, all the big, big, you know, the old cars like Jaguars. Sorry, not all. There are several companies now <laughs> converting old British classic cars yeah. into electric cars, so they look the same. And um, and and it's they, they're quite expensive, but it it is it is an industry in itself now. So did it kill the fun? Like. Because you're driving, and some of the, my friends like they like to drive the older cars, and the engine sounds and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, everybody likes to run around with the engine, make a lot of noise. And the trouble in Hong Kong is registering a car. Mm. I mean, Hong Kong is is such a tricky place to register anything that's you know off the wall or slightly different. So, I think you would have trouble generally trying to register. A, a, 50-year-old car with an electric engine in, whereas in America and Europe, it, it is a lot easier. But il- So Porsches, Jaguars, Austin Healey, yeah. they are now all making or converting cars to electric, and, and they, there is a following for that. But, 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 but I know someone who's, who was driving an electric car and then switched to a non-electric car and really missed driving the electric car because the electric car has very direct... Power. Power, yes. yeah, and it can accelerate in a way that a petrol car, especially an old petrol yeah. car, can't. And it's actually much more fun driving a, if you, if you enjoy that kind yeah. of thing, so it's actually much more fun drawing, driving an electric <laughs> car. That, that's my husband. Is <laughs> he it? likes to drive an electric car. Because they, then they accelerate much better. Yeah. Yeah, it's like driving a golf buggy on the road, I guess. Like driving a golf buggy. Is it? Have, is it like driving a golf buggy? I assume so. I, I, yeah, you're talking to a guy that's never driven. You're, you're, one, so you're, I'm the wrong person. You're dissing Nix's car now. You're calling it a golf buggy. <laughs> yeah, I, I drive a smart car, so that it doesn't matter. It's not like oh, a Tesla is, or something. Like a golf it's, buggy. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Webb Johnson, do you want to respond? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's been some discussions over the years on sort of you know, whether EV is actually good for the environment or bad, etc. I mean. I would respond basically by saying that every EPD, every environmental protection agency around the world is saying the same thing, that when you compare apples to apples, cradle to grave, an EV is better than a hybrid and than a petrol or a diesel car. Um, it, it is, from the point of view of the grid, that was the other comment which Mike mentioned, I've spoken to both CLP and Hong Kong Electric, neither of which are worried at all about the grid. Um, they both say that the, the problem is, is quite often on old buildings. The transformers are really, really old. So, you know, the, the, um, this guy's comment of a 50-year-old building. Um, yeah, your transformer in that building is perhaps 50 years old. If, um, if you replace the transformer, which CLP or Hong Kong Electric are willing to do, with a latest model taking up the same floor space, et cetera, you get about a 30 to 40% increase in power availability. So neither of those electrical grid companies are worried about it. Um, the other comments on driving electric versus petrol, et cetera, uh, I, I tend to agree. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of biased, but if, if you drive an electric car, 
it's it's quite an ama- amazing feeling. I mean, there's no lag, there's no cheer, gear changes. You know, and I know a lot of people, particularly in the classic Clark Club, will enjoy the noise of the engine, the noise of the exhaust, and and the feel of the car. And I do too. Um, and electric cars are very, very different. So I, I would encourage you to you know come along and try an electric car and see how it behaves. <laughs> do a little exchange of experience. <laughs> I, I think. Sorry, I think if you go on carbonbrief.org, carbonbrief.org, mm. it 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 actually discusses hybrids and electric cars and hybrids do come out really really well in in their in their in their plans and, and in all their charts so i I'm, i really wouldn't want to 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 dismiss hybrids as quick as you do mm-hmm. i don't I, think they're sure, as bad as hybrids are a lot better i mean I, but i think i'm not sure what carbon breathes at all is but if, if you go to the u.s epa site that's you know it's a fairly um, yeah, independent site, and they're looking at this, and they publish. You can put in the make of the car, and you can compare fuel consumption figures, etc. Mm-hmm. And the the EVs will come out much better. At that site, also, you can put in the how dirty the grid is, so you can say, "Hey, I'm in deepest Alabama," <laughs> which is a pretty filthy grid, and you can see the the behaviour of different sorts of cars. Okay. Well, uh, Alec, uh, sorry, Keith, uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Keith Martin there, who was uh, chairman of the Classic Car Club from uh, 2017 to uh, 2020. Uh, uh, the uh, org, uh is funded by the European Climate Foundation uh, and has won a highly commended award from the Royal Statistical Society. So... Uh, I don't know, seems legit. Uh, We're going to continue the uh, discussion after the news uh, at nine. Uh, The weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches. Maximum temperature today up to about 21 degrees and the outlook a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Humid with fog on Saturday. And the readings at the moment, 18 Celsius with a relative humidity now at 85%. Back for more in three minutes' time. Claims of sexual harassment for the first time by saying he'll fully cooperate with an investigation but stressed he won't resign. He said he'd never touched anyone inappropriately but acknowledged his habit of hugging and kissing people could make them feel uncomfortable. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Thursday morning with Nixie Lam and me, Hugh Turton. We're talking about electric vehicles, promoting their use. Uh, in Hong Kong, the financial secretary has said that they're going to stop uh, giving licenses to uh, petrol cars in uh, 2035. How is that going to work? Uh, what do we need to do to uh, reach that target? Uh, that's what we're talking about uh, this morning. We're joined by Mark Webb-Johnson, chairman of Charged Hong Kong. We're also joined now by Alex Hung, founding chairman of Hong Kong New Emerging Technology Education uh, Association. Uh, we want to hear from you as well. Um, pick up the phone and join in. 233-88266 is the number, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk. A lot of emails are on this uh, topic. Uh, I hope I don't repeat or miss people out. Uh, a couple on vaccinations, which we'll get to later. Um, Anton Narak says, no internal combustion engine vehicles from 2035. What is not clear and seems not to have been stated is whether this will be sale of ICE vehicles or use of ICE vehicles. The phrase issuing of licences is not clear on this point. Uh, yeah, whether it's new vehicles uh, or not. Um, 
Benjamin says, electric vehicle use in Hong Kong, environmentally friendly. Where do you think the vast majority of this electricity comes from? It comes from burning coal and gas, not from wind power or solar power, but from burning fossil fuels. So how is that environmentally friendly? The only truly environmentally friendly car is the Aptera, which can run on solar power in addition to electric charging. That comes uh, from uh, Benjamin. Uh, Paul Zimmerman uh, has a simple message. He says, reduce roadside air pollution. That is where most people breathe. Uh, Jeffrey says, does this also apply to motorcycles? I think he's a motorcyclist. Uh, since cars have more choice for electric, but motorcycles still have a problem getting electric vehicles made, even produced, and the choice is very limited. And based on the Hong Kong police experience, it was not workable at this time, which means may not be available by uh, 2030. Uh, CW says a hydrogen cell is greener and will likely be a challenger to batteries. Uh, in EVs. Uh, GET says, it seems Mike is using the usual hearsay arguments to justify a statement of a proven bias and inability to see the bigger picture and inability to see the bigger picture such as solve one problem at a time, centralise the pollution and then work on battery technology improvement as an evolutionary step. That's from uh, GT. Uh, LK says, the problem is cars. Doesn't matter if they're electric, electric cars are still less efficient than trains and buses. With cars, most of the energy is spent moving metal not people and cars and charging stations guzzle fossil fuels several gallons of oil go into making each car tire offshore the pollution to faraway places is ethically dubious fewer cars is the answer that's from uh, lk richard the second says evs are not simply about reducing pollution in fact the worst car related pollution pm 2.5s come from brake and tire wear uh, this will not change in evs the advantage of evs is that they use far less material and energy resources to manufacture. A study published last week clearly shows EVs to be less resource-intensive over lifetimes, and that is important. However, using fossil fuels to power grids does not decarbonise the fleet, which is what is needed. So the grid generators need to be pushed, stroke incentivized to renewables, and urgently, because we have very little time left to avoid more than 2, uh, cent two degrees centigrade warming. Uh, EVs will help reduce fossil fuel use, and that is necessary. They will use uh, fewer resources, and that is necessary too. However, we need to reduce the number of cars on the road. It's also critical because the growth in car numbers is unsustainable. So better electrified public transport should also be incentivized. This, together with improved pedestrian and cycle routes that are separated from motorized vehicles, are very much needed. That is from Richard II. Um, Mike says, of course, the electric company would not object to or disclose what it would entail to change the grid. They could do it. It gives them work for the next decade. More dollars. That cost will be passed on to all. Uh, Jay says, you're helping the wealthy with all these electric cars, but why doesn't the government let the public run electric bicycles and electric scooters? Many people would abandon their car to use the bicycle if that were the case. Also, many people would like to put electric engines in their petrol cars, but they are restricted by rules and regulations. Um, S says, thank you to Mike for his resourceful contributions on various topics. Wonder where Hermans and Antonys are when it comes to such discussions which require intelligent input. Uh, Jeffrey says, further on the... Oh, but that's back on the vaccine. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get to that uh, later and, and another time. Uh, let's uh, talk now to uh, Alex Hung, as I say, founding chairman of the Hong Kong New Emerging Technology Education Association. Mr Hung, good morning to you. Hi, thanks, thanks very much for joining us. Oh, uh, so, 
I mean, you know, electric vehicles are progressing. Where are we up to? Where are the improvements? And, you know, what, what might electric vehicles look like in, in 10 years' time? Uh, okay, interesting. Okay, I, I recall uh, there are many uh, questions from uh, different perspectives. And uh, okay, the first thing uh, uh, for electric uh, vehicles, uh, okay, for me, okay, uh, a few years before, I also wonder whether it's a more environmental friendly. But um, after a few years uh, study and also, uh, I also. Uh, Learned from uh, different sources. Uh, nowadays, okay, uh, in, even in Hong Kong, um, the electric the electricity providers, okay, there are only two in Hong Kong. Uh, they are having more renewable energies, okay, and uh, more and more because of the government uh, uh, policy, okay, they need to uh, use more renewable, renewable energy. And uh, actually, uh, on the on the uh, on the bull. Uh, okay, it's more environmental friendly, and uh, it reduces the, the amount of pollution on the road. And uh, okay, uh, you, you, you think whether uh, we, uh, we can do it uh, by 2035 uh, in 10 years, uh, not, not more than 10 years, but in fact in other countries, even uh, some developed countries uh, in uh, Europe, uh, they will have an even more uh, uh, aggressive uh, target to have it on uh, in uh, 2030 and uh, in fact uh, nowadays uh, even even some cars okay I heard that some cars they can really change to electric electric okay and uh, that's a uh, that's a foreseeable future and more and more providers of um, uh, electric electric car and also and also the uh, the cells electric cells uh, even more affordable and also uh, making more environmental friendly and um, okay that's a uh, okay uh, whether we can make it okay uh, into two three five uh, one one point is about the uh, small electric uh, vehicle uh, on the road okay just like something like electric bicycle. In fact, uh, I, I know the Hong Kong government started to um, to have some pilot project on that, and that's good because uh, it really can reduce the number of cars on the road. And also for the electric car, it's not only talking about the uh, the private car. We talk about the, the public transportation, uh, the, the the bus, uh, the small, uh, and also the uh, the taxi, and also the even the motorcycle. And also one one point about a motorcycle, okay? I also wonder why in Hong Kong we can't have more uh, motors, motorcycles by electricity. Because back to maybe five years or six years before, I, I found uh, different models from China and also from Taiwan. Uh, they have uh, uh, some good facilities for for motorcycle uh, to to be uh, electrified, electrified, okay? And and uh, that's uh, what uh, my input and also some answers for the questions uh, uh, from, uh, from other people today. Mm. Mm. But, um, I mean, um, is it possible? I mean, 2035, at, at the moment, I mean, as an electronic car driver, I think it, it, it's quite tricky to achieve that target. I mean, the implementation of car uh, EV charging ports around town in new older buildings and stuff like it seems a bit difficult, isn't it? Uh, okay, in fact, uh, I, I'm one of the 
the use uh, of the electric car uh, up to up to now. I, I use it after the fourth year, mm. fourth year, and then I have not much problem in charging. Okay, and uh, and also uh, in fact the number of chargers in Hong Kong is, is really increasing. Uh, the only only thing I think the government need to do more is uh, to okay to enforce some buildings okay some uh, so, uh, especially for the government buildings to have more charges and also the charges with uh, uh, not the uh, the the slowest one okay the mean the meaning of slowest one means they use only 13A uh, 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 electric pump just like that in your house in your home. And uh, in fact, if we have more uh, faster chargers, okay, that, that can be enforced to to be built in uh, most of the buildings, especially uh, government buildings, schools, and also some uh, public place, even the parking the parking spot. Mm. Uh, uh, that can uh, we can improve the situation a lot. In fact, uh, okay, uh, for if uh, there's a real problem for the electric car char. Uh, uh, owners, okay. There will be many cars uh, stopped on the car, on the road, but uh, that's not a that's, that's not a real situation. We, uh, I think it really depends on which area you live in. Um, I I for, like from my understanding, in the New Territory Eastern side, um, there isn't that many charging ports that's available, and uh, I mean most of the people lives in apartments in Hong Kong where it's really important. Uh, it's really difficult for them to have a charger of their own. So that that's a big problem, and I mean, some of the owners' association doesn't allow you to uh, like do like, like to have like charging ports. It, yeah. it, it it actually brings up quite a discussion within the residents. I mean, a lot of people doesn't drive that, and then they have the artist argument like, oh, what? Why are they allowed to like install something like that? So. Um, actually, uh, for the uh, eastern part of New Territories, uh, because of, uh, in fact, if, if, uh, a few years before is better because uh, we have uh, many charges in Science Park, mm-hmm. and uh, but sad, uh, but there's some issues. Uh, I think. Yeah, the but, but, but the residential areas is tricky. <coughs> yeah, yeah, but but uh, even for the residential area, I I, I live in uh, and. Um, uh, my my estate hasn't and uh, doesn't provide any uh, chargers, and I uh, maybe two to three days uh, I, I go to the charger station to to charge my car, and that's fine. Because in in fact in Hong Kong, okay, one of the good good thing is that uh, the geographic area uh, <laughs> is very very small, okay, mm-hmm. comparing to other countries, and uh, that's uh, in fact we need not to have so many chargers. In fact, every day if uh, you need to charge, uh, you, you need to uh, drive more than 100 kilometers. It's not very usual, okay? Uh, and then for the usual car, uh, you, you can drive uh, at least 200 uh, kilometers. So, in fact, uh, it has a, okay? In fact, if we have more charges, just like the petrol station uh, in Hong Kong, okay, we have too many petrol stations, okay? You can see anywhere. Everywhere, but we don't have any so many charge uh, private charges, just such as uh, the same as the same as that of the uh, the petroleum stations. Okay, that's that's a problem. Why the government uh, can't have a more uh, such kind of uh, electric stations rather than having more petroleum stations? Mm. Okay, one more one more email. Sorry, I missed this from earlier. This is from Matthew. 
um, who says, uh, when I looked into getting an electric vehicle in Hong Kong, I was told that the net environmental benefit is minimal or zero because the vast majority of electricity in, the UK, in, in Hong Kong is generated by coal-fired power stations rather than environmentally favourable sources. Can any experts comment on whether this is true or not? If it is the case, then aren't past and future subsidies for electric cars in Hong Kong simply subsidies to support the business interests, China Light and Power, Li Ka-shing and the CCP's new best friend Elon Musk rather than improve the <laughs> environment? That is uh, from uh, Matthew. Um, on, on the question of the, the net environmental uh, benefit, um, we mentioned earlier um, a carbon brief Org. I think it was Keith Martin who, who, who recommended that. Uh, I've just been um, sort of glancing over the site. Um, it, it's, it's very detailed. It has very uh, ex extensive, exhaustive accounts of things like comparisons between uh, conventional cars and uh, electric uh, vehicle uh, emissions. But it's got a headline um, uh, summary. Uh, by, by 2019, because, it's the, because of the improvements in technology, uh, life and, and also changes to the uh, uh, source of... Uh, electricity, at least in the UK, uh, it says life cycle EV emissions were around three times lower than conventional cars. That means that the uh, that something like the Nissan Leaf uh, used uh, only a, a third of the uh, emissions over its lifetime from a conventional car. That includes the manufacturing, uh, that includes the uh, tailpipe, that includes the fuel, fuel cycle, and that includes the batteries as well. Now, that is based on the electricity mix uh, in the UK, which uh, I don't know. I don't know whether it's cleaner than it is in Hong Kong. I suspect it is a little bit. There's probably more nuclear, um, but I, uh, I I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, for what it's worth, you could, if you really want to go into the detail, um, have a look at that. Have a look at uh, carbonbrief.org. Uh, um, the other issue I wanted to raise with, with both of you, uh, Mark Webb Johnson and Alex Hong, is what's happening in Shenzhen and... Um, uh, what we can learn from that. Mark Webb-Johnson, because th there's a lot of electrification and a lot of uh, commercial vehicles, well, taxis and buses taxis. and things like that, mm -hmm. they're all electric in Shenzhen, aren't they? Is that working well, and can we copy that? It's working yeah. incredibly well in Shenzhen. I mean, they've done a... Um, it's, it's interesting because it's a very commercial enterprise over there, and they've worked out a way of doing this in a commercially beneficial manner. So they can get the benefits of the reduced emissions, but also make more money, or at least not lose money. So it's been kind of carrot and stick. You know, the, the government's given this demand that you must move away, but then there's the benefit that the transportation costs, the fuel costs in particular, are lower for the electric vehicles. So I, I really think Hong Kong could learn from this. I mean, we're talking about private vehicles today, but you know, the, the biggest amount of roadside pollution in Hong Kong is from the commercial vehicles. Mm. And obviously government has tried, they've, they've introduced incentives, they've you know, even paid for the vehicles in some cases under trials. Um, but they've had a lot of trouble getting the commercial companies here to actually start a, a real serious migration to electric commercial vehicles. And I think that's sad. Um, I think the, the government could help out by licensing. They could do similar to what Samshan did, which is carrot and stick. So you, you, you sort of, most of these commercial vehicles, taxis, buses, minibuses, school buses, tour buses, they're all controlled via licenses. 
and the government could say, okay, well, we're, we're only issuing EV licenses gradually. I mean, I mean, they switched to LPG, didn't they, for the taxes? Uh, mm. I mean, it, it was a bit of an effort, but they managed it in the end. Yeah, that, that's kind of like your hybrid, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're, you're changing from a polluting diesel to a less polluting um, LPG, which is, which is beneficial, but it, it doesn't go the full way, which is what we need to do. But what about the charging time? It takes quite a bit of time to charge your car then to versus just popping in your car in the petrol station and coming out after five minutes. Well, some John seems to have solved it. I mean, they've, they've basically looked at it and they've used different technologies. So, for instance, for taxis, they use a lot of battery swap technology. Oh, so you can swap so, batteries so, these days. So the battery, so, you know, you, you, you buy the car and mm. the, the battery is leased, whatever, and you turn up at a station and they swap the battery. Mm. Um, for buses, you have solutions such as charging station, uh, charging uh, wireless charging under the bus stop, uh, um, which works yeah. well. Um, but that, but um, that Hong is Kong is slightly different yeah. here because we have a lot of double-decker buses and we have a lot of hills which does make it challenging compared to Sanjan. But from the minibuses, from the school buses, I, I really don't see the problem. I mean, school buses is a classic. I mean, my kids, they, you know, the buses are sitting outside the, the school spewing out diesel fumes for, for half an hour, an hour while the kids load up. And there's no reason those could not be migrated to electric vehicles now. Mm. The, the battery swap idea that you go into a uh, like a fuel station and just swap the battery that would solve many of the problems about charging wouldn't it and about you know putting yeah. in points around yeah like the, the car parks and shopping centers you just drive in and you just and it's almost instant basically I didn't you know click you in a new battery change your battery I, mean, yeah, I think part of the problem is that the the government in Hong Kong looks at this on a per department basis but that doesn't really solve the problem because we have, you know, transportation involves highways department, transport department, EPD, uh, electricity generation, the whole grid, and you know, it involves all these different departments. And they need to work together, which is why we're hoping that this roadmap, which is we've been waiting for for years and it's finally coming any day now, mm. we're really hoping that that sets forward a plan where these departments can work together to come up with a holistic solution. And, and I think a lot of the commercial vehicles in Shenzhen are, are rented as well. They're not. Yeah. They're, 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 you have a, a supplier who will mm -hmm. rent them out, um, which may be a different approach. A Alex Hung, what, what you yep. know? Do you think things work well in Shenzhen? And if so, are there lessons that we can learn here? Um, actually, I. Uh Okay, three to four weeks before I have been at Shenzhen, and then it's amazing there's uh, lots of uh, chargers, okay, even in, uh, in a normal uh, car park, okay, you can see the charger everywhere, and then uh, even for the taxi there, they, they charge uh, uh, at any time they want, okay, in fact, uh, if we have more chargers, we need not to stay uh, to keep the car at the, at the parking slot for a long time, okay, maybe you will take a uh, 30 minutes again, and then you, if you have another charger, okay, somewhere nearby, okay, uh, you have the confidence to come, uh, go from one point to another point, and then uh, there's no problem for you to, to charge. You know, but just like your mobile phone, you need not to charge you 100%, and then use any at any time, okay, you will drop to maybe 30%, and then 30%, and then you can charge up to 40, 45%, okay, and that's the logic, okay, having. If we can have more charges, 
uh, everywhere, just like that case in Shenzhen.、Mm. In fact, I have some fans they drive for the cars from Hong Kong, okay, but not now, okay, but because of COVID-19. All the way up to China. Up <laughs> <laughs> all the way up to China, and then they have no problems to have、uh, to 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 keep the car charged. Uh, have uh, the charging, and、uh, they have、uh, some planning of the charging, and then they can go to everywhere to charge the car.、Yeah. And、uh, then the waiting time is less than that in Hong Kong,、uh, and、uh, that's why there are many many. But but one thing I want to point out is about the charging. We have uh, different, uh, just like the iPhone and Android phone. Okay, they have their different charges. Yeah, they have different、okay? plugs. There, there's a problem. Okay, for the standardization of charging. But in fact, in China, okay, I heard my, from, from my friend who is in Shenzhen,、uh, it's more easy because、uh, they have some maybe some more adapters and also some、uh, the government、uh, they push to have more standardization of charging、uh, cable, okay. But in Hong Kong, okay, that's another problem because、uh, if, if we have a more electric car now in Hong Kong,、uh, different models from、uh, different car makers. But、uh, they don't have a、uh, standardized standardized、uh, method of、uh, charging, and sometimes、uh, some cars they can charge in、uh, one spot, but they can't charge in another spot, and、uh, that's、uh, what the government can do. And, and one thing I want to point out is that uh, uh, apart from the, uh, uh, they, they are the electric cars, they are handled by different departments and、uh, different bureaus. Okay,、uh, of course、uh, they can't really work together. One more thing is about the, the committee. Okay, there's a one committee、uh, about the, the electric car. But、uh, in my observation, in the last five to six years, okay, even ten years,、uh, they don't drive a electric car. <laughs> the, 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 the I can join. I can join the committee. <laughs> you <laughs> and me. That means they they don't know how. They don't even what,、uh, understand the difficulties, right? Yeah,、uh, no, no, and also can't understand why electric car is better. Mm-hmm. And and that's the problem. If they they have the community, the, all the people,、uh, the old guys, okay,、uh, okay, from、uh, different back backgrounds, okay, from、uh, some, but they don't have any experience and also、uh, to to do it and also、uh, to make it even、uh, better. Okay, I think it's、uh, not easy. So because they will have the whole method soon, okay, by this month. But、uh, I hope、uh, they can have uh, um, they can put more.、Uh, Views from、uh, from, uh, from, uh, from from the public, okay. Just like what we are we are、uh, driving, and also、mm. and also many people they they want to change their car from、uh, from the petroleum car to to electric car nowadays、uh, because、um, actually、uh, it's more cleaner and also the engine is more simple. Okay, the motor is more simple. You don't you don't need and, to、uh, repair your car that much. That's yeah, my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's、uh, the, the the good experience, and also、uh, in fact.、Um, Uh, what uh, we mentioned today is, uh, uh, in fact, is a more environmental friendly one. Which is that、uh, the, the efficiency of the motor is, is、uh, better than the petroleum car by three times. And also, one one thing, one more thing I want to point out is that petroleum in Hong Kong is the most expensive in the world. Okay, I have experiences <laughs> the eight times. Yeah, that's why I changed my car. <laughs> and by using electricity, even you, you need to pay the bill for electricity. Is、uh, my friend told me about、uh, one third、uh, by for the、uh, comparing to the petroleum car, and that's also one reason, one good reason for you to change to、uh, a new 
car of a electric car. But, but what? Okay. What about what about the people who say um, you shouldn't have cars at all? We should. The government should be putting this money into developing uh, public Cycling transport. tracks or something. Yeah, like or uh, even you know electric bikes or whatever alternatives. Not encouraging expensive, uh, I, I fancy new cars, uh, but you know, doing get, getting reducing the number of cars overall. comment from uh, Matthew uh, coming back who says it's surprising in a discussion about using our money to subsidize EVs presumably for net benefit to the environment that we are so freely glossing over whether they actually provide a net benefit to the environment given that Hong Kong power is almost entirely from coal even more surprising that the expert guests uh, advocating for the EV industry can't give a clear fact-based answer to this fundamental question that comes uh, from uh, Matthew I would say Matthew uh, in the guest def defence, it is extremely complicated. And if you look on something like carbonbrief.org, <laughs> uh, you can see um, how the, the, there are many, many factors, like where the battery is, is constructed and, uh, and things like this to take into account. It's, it's quite a complicated uh, comparison, although um, the, the headline on the store on the, on the carbonbrief.org is, uh, is that electric vehicles do help to uh, tackle climate change uh, overall. Uh, and I guess the point about the um, uh, not having clean fuel generation in Hong Kong is um, have both, um, have cleaner fuel generation and uh, cleaner cars. Uh, and if you have petrol cars, then you're never going to make them make it cleaner. Uh, MT says uh, it seems that typically the government is taking a low-level focused approach rather than taking the opportunity to review the transport policy of Hong Kong as a major city beyond 2035. Note a city, not a country, which has a dispersed population. For example, individual car ownership will be very minimal buses on demand and driverless vehicles as well that's from uh, mt mike says gt needs an education increased battery technology ask yourself why airlines ask you about lithium batteries so much power in such a small package do you think you can put more power in a smaller package ask yourself again do you want to carry or drive a potential bomb battery technology is at its max Research is focused on more efficient systems, motors, lighting. So GT 
I don't go public with hearsay. Go back to your keyboard, or better yet, call 233-88266. And Jay says it all boils back down to the government. Hong Kong needs to build bigger, efficient power, electricity power stations running on rubbish and methane or effluent. These would be much better projects in the land tower tomorrow and would create a lot of jobs. But first, we need to manufacture good hearing aids. That comes uh, from uh, Jay. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, finally, those comments uh, on the vaccine. Jeffrey says, further on the booking of an appointment for the vaccine, I'm 60 on the 14th of March. Happy birthday for then. But I was unable to book because it insists that I am over 60 today. So the uh, website is definitely flawed and has problems. Uh, that comes from Jeffrey. I think it means that you are not over 60 today. Um, John says, obviously, most people will write to Backchat only if they have a bad experience trying to book a vaccination. But here's a bit of positive feedback. I had low expectations of having to wait a long time, no slots available, etc. But when I logged on at about 10 a.m. yesterday, I had no trouble in booking a slot for a BioNTech vaccination. I had to restart just once because the day I originally selected was fully booked. But the second try worked fine and I was finished in 15 minutes. At that point, to my surprise, lots of slots were available. So in two weeks, I'll get my first jab. Yay! That is uh, from John. And uh, Johnny says, in your earlier news broadcast this morning, you had comments from Alex Lam, chairman of Hong Kong Patients, in which he argued that the government needed to better explain the risks of the two vaccines. For example, he specifically referred to the government's warning on its, vaccination, on its vaccine website that the BioNTech Pfizer wasn't suitable for people aged over 85, while there was no such warning for the Sinovac jab. This is ironic, given that the Chinese government has reportedly not re recommended Sinovac for its own elderly folk while millions of elderly folk globally have received the BioNTech Pfizer vaccine. Indeed, Israel, whose vaccine programme has arguably been the most successful in the world, has relied heavily on the Pfizer jabs and has specifically targeted the elderly. If the Hong Kong government fails to adopt a fully transparent approach to its vaccine programme, it will struggle to convince the public to sign up. Moreover, because significant sections of the public remain unsupportive and cynical about the Lamb administration, those that do sign up for the vaccine programme will likely opt for the BioNTech Pfizer rather than the Sinovac. That is from Johnny. Thank you very much indeed, one and all, uh, for emails. The weather, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches. Maximum temperature about 21 degrees. Now look, a few rain patches in the next few days. The reading's now 18 Celsius and the relative humidity is at 84%. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. 9.35, the news now with Samantha Butler. The former head of the Centre for Health Protection has backed the conclusion from an expert panel that the death of a 63-year-old man two days after getting a COVID jab wasn't vaccine-related. Dr Thomas Jung, a member of the government's vaccination programme task force, said a 